Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week on Two Black Guys with Good Credit, we are talking about the real estate hustle and buying on the cusp. And to help us out with this discussion, we have Alex Bilu, a realtor in one of the hottest real estate areas in the country, Brooklyn. Sean, why are we talking about buying on the cusp? And please explain to the people what the heck on the cusp means. I couldn't afford to really buy in the interior of good, what I would call middle to upper class neighborhoods. So I bought on the perimeter. And, you know, in my target market became people that, hey, that would like to live in great neighborhoods, but can't really afford to live in the heart of those neighborhoods. But they're willing to live like maybe one or two, three blocks out from those neighborhoods and still get good value in their property. So that's what I consider buying on the cusp. Well, there you have it. From the cusp to commercial. Matt, take us away. Thanks, Arlington. And our first sponsor of the day is Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery located in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. Dion, the lady with the facts, can you please give us the lay of the Brooklyn landscape? My pleasure, Arlington. Uh, For those less familiar with the borough of Brooklyn, they'd be surprised to learn that it's about five times larger than the island of Manhattan. Wow, that I didn't know. Yeah. Size alone makes for hundreds of things to do and neighborhoods to choose from. Brooklyn has the best of many worlds. Hot neighborhoods like Clinton Hill, Fort Greene, and Bed-Stuy's manicured brownstone blocks. To high-rises. I can hear the birds chirping as you're describing it. Right? To (laughs) high-rises and hip dining and fashion scenes throughout Williamsburg and Dumbo. To the industrial meets suburban communities throughout Greenpoint, Red Hook, and Bushwick. It's Disneyland. (laughs) As you mentioned (laughs) earlier, Arlington, it is home to one of the hottest real estate markets in the country. For this show, I decided to bring in my good friend, Alex. He's well-versed in real estate. He's been in the business for about 20 years. Alex, tell the people a little about yourself. Uh, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. 
I'm an independent real estate broker, which means I have a mom and pop shop, basically. Uh, and I have been doing it for about 20 years. And I sell and rent real estate from Fort Greene to Flatbush. And that's what I like about Alex. There's nobody more diverse and more understanding of these neighborhoods than Alex. Welcome to Two Black Guys, Alex. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Nice to meet two black guys with good credit. <laughs> How did you two meet? That's what I'd like. <laughs> we met on, online in a credit form. Good credit. credit. Good credit match.com. <laughs> okay, Alex, one thing I admire about you, you took you bought your first property in Crown Heights when it was more or less a, a black Caribbean neighborhood, correct? Correct. And, you know, give the audience a little bit of what that experience is like and, and what made you even take that plunge. Okay, well, this is a sticky question from the jump, because my option at the time that I bought was to buy in Bed-Stuy or buy in Crown Heights. Ultimately, I chose Crown Heights because of the West Indian demographic. Me being a white guy, moving into a Caribbean neighborhood was less controversial than me being a white guy moving into an African-American neighborhood. Wow. So that's one of the reasons really? why I moved into Crown Heights. Wow, very interesting. Okay, wait, what, I, I need to know what the difference is on that. In the Caribbean neighborhood, a lot of Caribbean people own their own property. So I wasn't seen as a threat to their ownership. In ah. that side, oh, okay. there's a lot of absentee landlords, people that are paying rent that don't own, and they see me coming in as a takeover. Oh, you could be oh. the, the white Jewish landlord trying to buy the block out. That's the perception. Or just the new Billy and Sally coming into town looking for organic milk. Alex, the whole Billy and Sally and the organic uh -huh. milk, that was a great analogy. But when you look at buying on the cusp and this whole idea of yeah. you know getting into the next neighborhood, it's like one of the most crucial things in the buying process. Can you expand on that a little bit for me? In New York City, to keep it simple... Buy where you want to be in three to five years. So it's an advanced look. This is what you're doing. You gotta, you're projecting. It's always an advanced look. This is where the, the, the meat and potatoes comes in. People right. project themselves into things that they can't afford. They have this fantasy okay. of where they should be. As opposed okay. to looking at, in three to five years, this is where I'm going to want to be. So let me buy it now. Let me, right. follow, let me study the trend and let it come to me. Right. Sean, isn't that pretty much what you did? Because you started out you started out with a strategy of this is where I am now, but I know where I'm trying to go down the road. Exactly. That was my strategy. I was more like trying to really trying to catch people that want to that want to leave Manhattan for more space and get more value. You know, right. It that doesn't was, take a rocket scientist. Most people benefit because of time. If you're living in one place and you're gonna stay there, it, it makes sense to buy. In five or seven years, the market moves, the rents go up. If you don't try to buy your dream house on your first purchase, then you're doing well. Yeah, and, and that's a misconception too. People always think when they buy their first home, because I think it's marketing out there, that it's your dream home. I mean, you don't, may not get to your dream home until three or four purchases in. But if you're renting somewhere, you should buy. But Alex, aren't there often times where you're renting in, sometimes you could be renting in a neighborhood where you can't afford to buy? Like Fort Greene, I think, is a prime example well, of that. Well, Fort Greene now is too late. But people stood around right. 
for a long time complaining as opposed to getting in the game. But is that a consequence of finances? Because I know, personally speaking, when I look back, I should have bought in Fort Greene. But at that time, I was still trying to, you know, square all my nuts together. No, 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 no. no. uh, Let me just give this for the record. Arlington Forbes, you were the first friend I know with over six digits in his savings account. And you just watched that money Looked at that money Must we and were scared put my to pull the trigger on Front Street like that. Okay, so <laughs> it's nothing to do with standing around. I begged you to buy in for green, and you just like looking at your accounts. And the reason why I bring this example is because there's a lot of people in that same situation and doesn't understand real estate. Buying real estate is just transferring your money over into a different account, which is your property, and it gives a higher rate of return. So that's the real missed opportunities for a lot of people. And I want people to understand, although we're talking about Brooklyn today, this can relate to whatever area you're living in or whatever country you're living in. It's like the dynamics are the same. What are the indicators you need to look for in order to make a positive on the cusp buy? Pick up the train map and go to the next stop. Suppose there's no train <laughs> in my neighborhood. Saying just in general, like in LA, there's no train. So that's not an option. In L.A., I can't tell you. I don't understand L.A. You never get there in L.A. I don't know where there is. (laughs) So is there a general principle on this cusp buying that can can work for me in Miami, L.A., New York, Toronto? Well, architecture, some sort of interesting architecture, like, you know, the Art Deco thing in South Beach. That was part of the appeal and the ocean. Right, right. So I would say historical architecture is always a draw, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. is, uh, has the potential to be reinvented. I would say a major cultural institution like a museum or something like oh, wow. the ocean, something that's never going okay. away. You know, in most cities, I would say transportation, right. architecture, transportation, proximity to major cultural institutions. Okay. And that kind of forms the wave. That, that, that can inform answer. the wave, and then them. you try and catch that wave. Yeah. Uh, and a little speckle little of Caucasians in there does well, too. You know, a little speckle, a little mix it up. A little mixed neighborhood well, that does good as well. Well, if I'm already Caucasian, I don't know if that's a plus for me. If you're already? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're already white, more white people isn't a buying sign for me. I'm already white. <laughs> but now... Speaking of that, Sean says a speckle of Caucasian, which brings us to the idea of sometimes trying to do something different, trying to move to another neighborhood, another environment, moving out of what you say, your comfort zone. Can that be a plus in finding the area on the cusp? Well, people have, people have different ideas as to what they're comfortable with. In fact, one of the most loaded questions someone can ask a real estate broker is, is it safe? Tell him, Alex. Get him. Yeah. Get him. This is it. Get him, Alex. This is it. Get him, Alex. Spill. Spill all right. it all. All right. I'll give it to you. I remember when Fort Greene was just starting to blow up in the early 2000s. People were coming from the East Village, walking into the real estate office, looking for apartments. And they would ask, is it safe? Right. And the reason they're asking that question is because they see black people and they don't really know where they are. And I would say to them, knowing that they come from the East Village, and pardon me, I'll keep my language cool, there are no no junkies sleeping 
in front of your door. There's no prostitution, and there's no heroin on the street like there is in the East Village. All you're going to see here is some middle-class black people. All right. Well, there you have it. Okay, let's go to commercial. NickNightDirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to NickNightDirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T-Direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of NickNightDirect.com and you have my word. Dion, what's the pricing stats for Brooklyn right now? As of April 6th, after the median sales prices uh, for homes in Brooklyn surpassed $600,000, uh, the highest in eight years. In eight years? In eight years. Brownstones, if you just want to look at Brownstones specifically, jumped to $2 million, over $2 million. Alex, I have to ask, why was Brooklyn so ripe for this real estate run that's going on right now? I think it was a confluence of events. Um, people initially coming from Manhattan looking for more space. Okay. But what happened is Brooklyn went from being an alternative to being a destination. Okay. It took on its own hierarchy very quickly. And, and that How happens neighbor- in a lot of markets, Arlington. I mean, what happens is some place that was once a place of people avoided and never wanted to live in begin to be, see like changes happening. Could be as simple as certain demographic is moving in that area or there's right. malls being built and, you know, certain construction and the, or the, and maybe the infrastructure is much better. To, so those are things in, in whatever environment you look at, you look for those type of indicators and you see, you know, what the trend is. I never like to be a first in guy. Like I'm never one of the guys that you can come to and say, Hey Sean, this new area is going to be the next big thing. If I don't see trends happening, then I avoid right. those places to me. And I may not get the bottom price, but to right. me, I manage my risk a lot better that way. No, I hear you. This is very indicative of what's happening in, in downtown Los Angeles. Downtown L.A., they beefed up the um, infrastructure, like you said. They've been working on the transit system down there. And they've also started changing over a lot of the um, factories into like loft apartments and so forth. And it's driven a lot of like artists, people that want to have more of a pedestrian lifestyle down, down to LA. So I totally understand what you guys are talking about. You know, there's different rings of investment that come into neighborhoods at different times. We saw it in Fort Greene very specifically where things took off at one point and people were like, wow, a million dollars. And then once it hit a million dollars, a whole nother ring of investors came in. And then even again, bigger money came in. So timing is a crucial thing. Some people like to get in real early and wait 10 years. Other people wait till other people make the moves. You could follow the coattails of several people and make money just by following their coattails. If you study what they've done and where where they go, you could be the poor man following the coattails of some people and make money like that. Alex, you and I were really fortunate. And I, I, I don't, for my, I don't, I think it was luck in a lot of ways. There wasn't a lot of planning, right. but we were fortunate enough to buy in the early 2000s when the real estate market was just approaching hot. Um, what about somebody today? Do you see the same opportunities in Brooklyn or in other parts of the world or country? 
I think I can only speak to Brooklyn specifically. And I think there's always opportunity. Real estate is driven by death, divorce, love, among other things, you know, transfers, job transfers. So these things always happen. So real estate is always moving and there's always opportunities. There's also all kinds of first-time homebuyer and city programs that people don't really look into. They don't persevere. There's all kinds of programs. Nothing happens easily. And it's true, most people aren't geniuses. It's time that gives you the wealth. So if you're a younger person, you start small. The sooner you get in, the better you are. You buy something that's going to be a stepping stone to what's next. Yeah, no, my first buy was $80,000, four-story, walk-up, co-op that everybody thought it was crazy to buy, including the, my personal family. Nobody gave me encouragement. Everybody was like, you're going to buy an apartment for $80,000, and you got to walk up four flights. You know what walking up four flights with grocery bags <laughs> is? <laughs> Speaking of co-ops, Brooklyn's resale market for co-ops has jumped 32%. So it's like Alex said. Past, in the past year. Yeah, so it's just like Alex says. It just keeps going up and up and up. I'll tell you this, and I can tell you this, directly watching Sean, you could have bought everything that Sean was selling after he owned it, and you would have made money. Right. right. It just keeps right. rising. Right. Absolutely the two-bedroom correct. co-op, the <laughs> 250 yeah, to the That co-op that in particular. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've sold for $160,000 six months later, so I doubled my money. I was happy. I made eighty grand. i am finally caught up to Arlington. I can have six figures in my account. <laughs> right. And the person hey, man, who bought it for 160 Stop putting my business on Front Street. I keep the telling you The person who paid that. $160,000. Eventually, their apartment was worth 300000 Sean got in and out, made money. You could have bought that, waited a little bit longer, and you would have made money. And I'm sure comfortably today, that apartment is worth half a million dollars. Comfortably. But wait a second. You before, so, you guys go, 
before you guys go too far down this rabbit hole, I just want to know, where am I going to find that $84,000 apartment in New York or Brooklyn now? East New York. Where is the cusp? Okay, where is East New York? Because I'm here, I'm in Los Angeles. East East New York is the last frontier. Well, why is it the last frontier, Alex? East New York in today's conversation in Brooklyn real estate is the last frontier. And that's where it's all going down. That's where our mayor, Bill de Blasio, supposedly encouraging and building all kinds of affordable and middle income housing. There's zoning changes. Everything else is so expensive. Developers are looking for land where they can build because there's space and there's opportunity there. It's also where the largest portion of poor working class New Yorkers Poor and working class New Yorkers live. And they're wondering what's, what's coming. What should they do now while they're there? Because the only next move for them is Pennsylvania. All right, so, Alex, are they in a position now where they need to kind of look at their three to five? They need to look at their three to five. They need to look at the house that grandma owns. Right. And they need to understand what's happening it's a game of information and you got to inform yourself there's people every day hustling out on the streets trying to make you know their their daily bread but meanwhile grandma right behind them owns a house that's falling apart that nobody is contributing to nobody is informed about how to pay the taxes how to run or fix the boiler so there's dysfunction as well in families that prevents people from getting it together. And, I, you know, to add to Alex's point, and just once again looking at it on a macro level, that story is so similar throughout the world. Like, you're not looking at the assets that you currently have, and you're not putting any value behind them. And once you're waiting for grandma to, to pass away and get your quick fix money, and what Dion has taught me many years, there's short money and there's long money. And that quick couple hundred grand that you'll get for granny's house is really short money. And, once it, right. and then you're starting the reverse of wealth management and wealth creation. So it's really to understand okay. everybody. Break to go that back down. And look Break at, that down, Sean. What do, what do you mean when you say you're starting the reverse of wealth management at that point? Okay. Well, it's really to build generational wealth, you need a corner block, a cornerstone. And I, and I believe, and I think Alex would agree, real estate is a good corner block or stone to build your generational wealth. That building can go to the next generation. They can see for rental income from it. They can even pull equity out from it to use to get other investments. And once you sell that within your generation, you stop that money train. Got you. America is all about inherited wealth. Exactly. Yeah, most that's people true. The Rockefellers. Yeah, right. So that's Not that's, the label. Not the label. Money, the that people. money goes on it. That Chris Rock said it, right? There's, um, there's wealth. You can be wealthy or you can be rich. You know, rich, you can spend your money and you're no longer rich. Wealth, you can't right. get rid of it, right? Right. So right. in America, inherited property is what it's all about. Hmm. So people don't... It happened in Bed-Stuy 10, 15 years ago where people, they were so miserable on their own neighborhood, they couldn't believe the values that existed there. There are people who inherited buildings in Bed-Stuy that lived in the South, and they got a phone call from a lawyer and said, your grandma died, and you're entitled to a piece of this building, or, you know, what do you want to do with it? And they're like, oh, we don't want that old 
brick crumbling thing. That's where we grew up and that's where life was miserable. We want a parking wow. spot and a four car garage and Chinese sheetrock. People <laughs> took the short money. Yes. And even if they took it to Atlanta or South Carolina or Florida, they flopped. It went yeah. up 10 bucks in Florida and it went up a million bucks in Bed-Stuy. Well, I don't want to cut either of you off. You're giving a lot of jewels for people to keep in mind. Number one, if grandma calls, pick up the phone. Number two, you might want to come back and visit grandma's house. And number three, Matt, take us to a commercial break. Thank you, Arlington. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www.financiallyclean.com. Starting a new business or growing an existing one requires someone who understands how to build brands. LIC Marketing Group will take the time to listen to your specific needs and help you achieve your business goals. With over 15 years' experience in branding and marketing, your company will be given the tools necessary to be recognized and grow in a challenging environment. Services include logos, websites, packaging, brand identity systems, marketing campaigns, and social media strategy. Call 718-932-6367 or visit licmarketing.com and click on Portfolio to see our award-winning designs. Don't wait any longer. Get started promoting your business today. All right, Alex, you mentioned that the Brooklyn real estate market is fairly unique. But is it really that different than markets across the rest of America? Brooklyn has an international pull right now. Brooklyn is a brand. People are coming from all over the place. Block by block, things change. Perception and reality and value are very fluid things in Brooklyn. And just to expand on that, uh, the absorption rate in Brooklyn right now uh, for this quarter is 4.5 months. And for those who don't know what the absorption rate means, um, it's the rate at which available homes are sold in a specific real estate market. So uh, Things are getting snapped up. They're getting snapped up. And just to, give you, just to give you a global perspective on what Alex is saying, you can almost look at every block in Brooklyn, for the most part, to reflect like a city. And every block has its own character, its own personality, its own culture. So when, when you say Brooklyn is an example, I would say Brooklyn could be an example of how an entire country would look at in different by city or by areas within a city. Correct, Alex? Yeah, Brooklyn is a melting pot. It's all going down, and you got to know what's happening. Otherwise, you get steamrolled. And then you have this massive set of people trying to, now that it's been the cool place to live, just driving in, just trying to find any kind of space to be part of this cool city. Reality and perception are interesting concepts in real estate. Fort Greene, for example, was always a pretty neighborhood, always had a great park, always had great trains, and was always close to Manhattan. Exactly. The perception evolved. So reality and perception in real estate goes a long way. Some people don't see the value of what's actually there. And just to make it clear, one of the most least important ingredients when it comes to real estate it's brick and sheetrock. Like, you have to be thinking of other things beyond the structure of the building, like Alex right. just said. 
It's it's you know people look at real estate and think it's just like how pretty this house looks. Right. It's that's the least thing to 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 think about when trying to be strategic and purchasing real estate. Buying your dream home is a big distraction from accomplishing what you're trying to do. Alex, are you seeing more people buying investment properties or are they buying their their dream home or their main home? Well, the real estate market has different people in it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And there's an onslaught of all-cash investors looking to put their money into Brooklyn Bricks. That's different than an end user who needs to put their two kids in two separate rooms not too far from the school they go to, close to the train that they need to get into to get to work. Alex, can I cut you off for a second? Because you brought up the the cash purchaser. And that just boggles my mind because I'm sorry, I'm going to put it out there. When people say there's a cash purchaser, I have this idea in my head of some guy walking in and saying, I want to buy that house. And they say it's 1.5 and he writes a check for 1.5. Is that really what we're talking about when we're talking about a cash purchaser? Yes. It's somebody who doesn't need a bank to purchase the property. How many of those people are out there? More than you think in New York City. More than you that think. That is unbelievable. And there, there are people who buy buildings shocking. like we buy groceries. Wow. Sean, is that you? You buying buildings like we buy groceries? Maybe like I buy sushi. <laughs> I buy groceries every day, but every now and then I need a little sushi. <laughs> now, I do have a stat that a bulk of them are the baby boomers who are downsizing. Either moving back to the city or they want to buy right. their apartment, you know, near their grandchildren. Are you seeing that, Alex? Is, it, is that? that where they're getting their money to come back in? I've seen that. It's also from people selling in Manhattan. It's people inheriting money. Right. The inheritance. Um, but, you know, there are some people who left New York and did come back because... You move someplace else, you have to drive everywhere just to get a loaf of bread. You don't know anybody. Hey, Alex, there are no these sidewalks subtle digs you're taking anybody. out at Los Angeles, I'm starting to take personally. Okay? <laughs> well, there you go. There's no signs of intelligent life on the sidewalk in Los Angeles. <laughs> this, this is going to be Alex's last turn on Two Black Guys with good credit. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. you got to be nice to the host guys. there, Alex. I'll start with Sean. Sean, what is your strategy in this environment? Well, you know, when I turn 40, it kind of opened my eyes. I think, you know, you're, and just in general, your 20s are to educate yourself, the 30s are to hustle, and the 40s are now more to more directional and leading into a hopefully a happy retirement. And back pain. So when, I got to for, so when I got to 40, I stopped flipping. I was buying and selling, buying and selling and flipping, and I, and I stopped it. And I decided to hold on to my real estate and really look at the cash flow that it's bringing me and, and, and focus on that. Because I, if I look back again, I would advise people, you know, it, it, the better thing is to hold on to your real estate and pull out the equity and buy more buildings rather than flip. Alex, same question. What's your strategy in this type of market? Especially when I'm trying to be a, a, a buyer on the cusp. I'm trying to buy low and hopefully one day sell high. What's your strategy? I would say to somebody, again, buy something that's going to be a stepping stone to the next thing. Don't try to buy your dream home. Get in the game. Get in the mix. Get your money moving. Buy and sell something. Put it into the next thing. Upgrade yourself. I agree. Buy by all means necessary. 
Well, there you have it. By all means necessary, we're going to go to a sponsored break by Matt, and we'll be back with more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. At Shea Essence, they take great care in handcrafting their line of skincare, offering smooth textures and delicate natural aromas. They invite you to try their assortment of products for kids and adults and discover the difference Shea Essence can make in your life. Start shopping now at www.sheaessence.ca. Your skin is craving something good. Alex, I just have one last question to ask you. You keep bringing up this idea that there's a lot of information out there and people just need to go and get it. I want to know where do you where do they need to go get it because I want to go with them. There's plenty of .gov websites for whatever city give you're in. Give me one. NYC.gov. And what am I going to find there? <laughs> what you're going to find there are programs by the city specifically catered to first-time buyers or end users. Real estate that must be sold by the city that can't be sold to investors. So yeah. any any .gov website for any particular city. And I would say well, there are blogs and... Um, give me you know, one, Alex. Give me brownstoner. one. Brownstoner.com. Right? Brownstoner.com. Brownstoner. That's hilarious. Yeah, you it's, that's a good it's a little name. played out in some ways, but there's a lot of information. Uh, you, you need to read it every day to catch, catch the wind of things. But here's what I'll say. Okay. Real estate, you got to kick the tires and smell the roses. It doesn't all happen behind your computer. Go to the neighborhood, get on the bus, get on the train, go to the corner store, buy a sandwich, talk to the old lady, talk to the old guy, talk to the guy behind the counter. That's how you find out what's going on. Well, there you have it. Get on the bus, get in your car if you're in L.A., drive to the area you want to live, have a sandwich, talk to people in the neighborhood, walk around, smell the roses, and kick the tires. I think that's just phenomenal advice. My bottom line this week is, as Alex said earlier, real estate is hard. You got to do your homework. You got to go out there and beat the bushes and see where your opportunities are. I love this whole idea of not focusing on where you are now, but look at yourself in three to five. So my bottom line is, it's about looking to the future and doing the work. Sean, what do you have? I know I'm a man of many words, but this week it's very simple. My takeaway is, get in. Stop fearing the unknown. I don't care how small or big the real estate venture that you want that you're looking into. Just just get in. Take advantage of it. If it doesn't if, if it doesn't do something for you, it'll build something for the next generation. Start building that generational wealth. All right. Well, I'd like to thank our amazing realtor guru guest out of BK, Brooklyn. Thank, thank you, you Alex. so much, Alex. Alex, Alex mother, mother. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. No problem. This show was called The Real Estate Hustle because it's a hustle that we are going to keep breaking down time and time again. And we look forward to bringing Alex back to help us do that. I'm Arlington, one half of two black guys with good credit, and I'm out of here. I'm Sean, the second half and always the better looking half of two black guys with good credit, and I'm out of here. And don't forget to email us your questions at twoblackguysgoodcredit at financiallyclean.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at twoblackguysgoodcredit. And my name is Dion, the lady with the facts, and I'm out. Peace. Peace. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.